0: Why am I with CBUS Super? Because I'm a builder and they take care of me. Well, I had an
1: accident on the worksite and they helped me out, no worries. Yeah, they helped me out real fast. Mate, they just get me. Because they are for all of us.
0: CBUS, for all of us. To consider if CBUS is right for you, visit cbussuper.com.au for a copy of the PDS. I had to go about it.
1: This is The Final Word, Ashes Daily, number 14, day four from Lords in London, Jeff Lemon with you, Adam Collins with me, brought to you by CBUS Super, Industry Superfund, hitting retirements, 4-6, CBUSSuper.com.au, and my Lord, what an evening, (laughs) my Lord. Sometimes, in fact, every time we start the episode trying to summarise the day in 30 seconds, that... I think we just abandoned that off the top. It's not possible. It cannot happen. You cannot do today justice in 30 seconds. I feel like all I can really do is offer the
0: scores in 30 seconds and we'll we'll fill in the gaps after that. Australia were eventually all out for 250, which meant that England took a... Eight run lead into the second innings, and at the close, they're a crazy eight. 96 for four. So they're 104 ahead with six wickets in hand as we move into the final day. But as you say, Jeff, in terms of actually trying to explain what happened in that hour after lunch, like I've just spent 1,200 words trying to write about it. I'm sure you have as well, or you will later on tonight. I'm it halfway is,
1: through, and I still don't know what, I'm like, how yeah. can I possibly put it all in a piece?
0: Well, this is it, isn't it? Because what, what you're really trying to do is explain one of the most memorable contests in modern well, memory. So we think about great fast bowlers and, and great batsmen up against each other. Of course, there's Bodyline um, in 32-33. Um, there, there's Thompson and Viv Richards in 1978. There's um, John Snow in 1970-71 in Australia and the way he bowled in that series so ferociously. Frank then, Tyson. Frank Tyson. There's Jeff Thompson in 1974. 70, there's there's an, uh, uh, Mitchell Johnson, of course, in 13-14. But we actually got to see it today. Uh, and, and we got to see uh, a guy on debut, Jofra Archer, prove that he's going to be the most important bowler of his generation against Stephen Smith, who is already the most important batsman in, white, in red ball cricket, at the very least, of his generation. And seeing those two things against each other from the Pavilion and the Lords on a Saturday of an Ashes Test match, which is still in the balance despite what happened with the weather over the first few days. I mean, you could get... A couple of those variables at any given moment. We got all of them today in a spell of cricket that I'm convinced that you and I will be talking about in, you'll have along that we're on this planet
1: for. Yeah, it, it was exhilarating, and it was terrifying, it, yep. and it was. It, I'm sure if you have any inkling of the news or you've kept up with things, you'll know that Steve Smith got hit. You'll know that he retired hurt. You'll know that it looked really bad, um, and it was frightening. It was genuinely frightening. Fast bowling, even before he went off, um, and then it was frightening. Once he was hit, and it continued to be frightening afterwards. It, it was electric. It, it was exciting up until that point, and then there was that that point where you realise, you know, you sometimes forget the Test cricket is a very dangerous game, and that's part of the thrill and part of the appeal is watching daredevil stuff you know you're you're watching uh, real stuntman material when people go out there and face 150 kilometer an hour missiles it's 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 not it's not it's not a game really at that point it's certainly not fun and games yeah there's lots to pull out of that even isn't
0: there about the hostility like could have been as captivating if it wasn't dangerous uh, I like to believe that's the case. I mean, I think there'll be a very important debate ahead about, about stem guards on helmets after the mm-hmm. episode today. I must admit, I just thought they were compulsory. I must have missed something along the way here. I think Justin Langer mm. made some comment to this effect this evening as well. I didn't realise that you could bat without one in Test cricket. Yeah, Maybe you can't in English county cricket, possibly. In, in, in any case, so it, it did highlight that um, quirk that Smith was batting without um, protection in the part of the neck where he was hit. Yeah. The one bit I would say about the, the fear. I was on the Guardian live blog at the time. The fact that Smith did turn around immediately, removed his helmet and was gesticulating, meant that we didn't have that, on no! moment if he you know mm. was, was, uh, was, was not moving which was. I think would have been a lot more fearful but in saying that because I thought he got hit on the jaw as well I didn't realise till a couple of replays later it was on the neck and then I had that I think that response yeah. that we all probably had at the same time which is you know, what happened a few years ago um, so I, I might have been a bit delayed on my response on that but when I mm. thought about it more and more um, yes there, there is an element of uh, control we have over this with these stem guards and I hope that that's the one uh, positive development in terms of player protection coming out of this is that they become like just thing that just is part of our game.
1: Yeah, and uh, although I don't know if it would have quite protected him. Like, he was, you know, obviously people linked it to Phil Hughes being hit, and which was different in that he'd played a pull shot and was facing away from the ball by the time he got hit he was hit in the back of the neck um, and Smith was hit in the front of the neck he hadn't he hadn't turned he was he was more looking to sort of play the ball to the offside so he hadn't actually turned his head that much so he, he right, couldn't have yeah. been struck in the same way okay um, and it might not have quite protected that part of it, it's the part of his neck just under his ear is where he was hit the sort of fleshy bit of the neck just underneath his um, his left ear so it, it, it May not have helped him, but yeah, as, as you say, there's. it seems like there's very little... It's like compulsory seat belts. You go, well, what's the harm in having one? Yeah. Um, and yeah. Steve Smith says, well, I don't like it. It makes me uncomfortable. And you go, well, yeah, okay. Better well,
0: Kim Arsangakara at- addressed this on television, so I think he did it really well. Like, you've got to be respectful in this situation and not try and reduce it back to a sort of a... Just that. Yeah. But he was saying that, look, he didn't like wearing it either, and then he just made himself get used to it in the, in the nets and in a yeah. couple of games that weren't as important, which... Helped him feel ready to use it in a test match So I think that's probably not a bad baseline If someone like Kumar Sangakara Took to it at age, I don't know what, 35 or 36 Mm -hmm. Light Smith can probably make that adjustment
1: Sure, I'm sure he can But um, all all of which is kind of a diversion From what an incredibly engrossing session of cricket that was So we had... Australia come out with Smith and Wade batting. They got through a relatively quiet first session in that, you know, Archer bowled but was bowling fuller. Um, Smith and Wade batted through. Wade was the one wicket to fall. They got through to the lunch break. They hadn't been scoring particularly heavily. You know, Smith had got to a 50. And then after lunch, suddenly the place lights up. You know, um, so Tim Payne was batting quite well with... Smith, he'd made 20 odd and was out there for, you know, what a good hour plus, I'd say.
0: Yeah, Payne, Payne ended up contributing quite nicely to a 60 run stand after Wade had batted mm. for, you know, the better part of the first hour of the day, albeit not scoring. Yeah. But still, like, the, the sting was taken out of the morning session. I yeah. think that Australia made 75, England took the one wicket that of Wade. Excellent bowling from Stuart Broad and a really nice snaffle from Rory Burns at third slip. But, um, you know, we reached that lunch break and I was kind of thinking, I put this in my piece. When Smith um, strikes Broad down the ground straight after lunch and moves to 57 it was this kind of sense of well here we go again we're yeah, going to be yeah. writing a piece tonight about Smith's quirks like he fell asleep in the bathtub yesterday when it was raining <laughs> um, he um, did this was, was kind that of, you with the Beatles link at that point it was me <laughs> with the Norwegian yeah. wood reference I couldn't help myself um, there was um, uh, off to sleep in the bar. I, I had to do it I had to do it the the um, the, uh, the kick he did Which is kind of like A centre half forward Going up for a mark uh, There was the bit Where he spun I put in my piece 180 degrees It might have been More like 270 degrees After mm-hmm. striking his 50 Which was a Ahojkova mid-wicket Against Jack Leach he didn't 270
1: need- <laughs> stale fish dude
0: <laughs> But he didn't need to do it It was just no. kind of Emblematic of the fact That Smith was trying to You know we talked about it Quite a lot in the last few days Go to that next level right Yeah And then when he hits This four down the ground Off broad We're like oh well Smith's making 100 here mm. um, the, You know the only real question is is he still in at the, at the close? Will England be completely stuffed on yeah, day five? And then Archer make. comes on from the other end. The plan works with the short leg. God knows where short leg was earlier, by the way. The plan works with short leg. pain gets caught there by Josh Butler, a good yeah. snaffle and then and and then suddenly Archer's
1: on. Yeah, but it, but it was pace it, it, was Archer, yes. it was real pace into Payne's pads inside edge, off the thigh pad pops up and Archer goes, alright, time to you know, like crack the knuckles and, and away we go <laughs> because Pat Cummins comes out I think it was. I think that might have been it is that Archer started bowling short because the notional tail ender came out and Cummins, you know, carved him away a couple of times he through did. the slip cordon, and took him on a bit um, and Archer was getting fired up about that and so he kept bowling short and then he started bowling short and rapid to smith and you do not see short balls get clocks at high speeds right this this is part of the point is that a bowler who bowls 91 miles an hour will get their bouncer clocked at 84 because the short ball is read as slower by the radar archer's short balls were getting clocked at 94 95 he bowled
0: a bouncer at 95 mile an hour today archer is going to at some point sooner rather than later bowl 100 mile an hour delivery in a test match And it's going to be amazing Yeah It's going to It could have happened today He bowled balls over 96 today With the old ball In his sixth spell Mm. This was his sixth spell Hitting I think You know uh, It got real In the 71st over Where Smith gets on the On the balls of his feet And crunches him through uh, Uh Cover point Yeah And it felt to me like That's when he was triggered In addition to what Cummins had done Archer's like Right I've probably got one more Burst in me Before I You know Have to Mm. wait for the second new ball And so on And then That's the the over where he strikes Smith on the arm. Hmm. And I think at that point we all kind of thought, well, he's not going to continue. The sound it made was horrific. It was... This is I thought he'd broken his arm. Oh, it, 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 you know how sometimes when someone's hit on the body, it, it sounds fleshy. This sounded like ball on bone because it was exactly that. It was ball on bone. They come out, they strap him up, they put an arm guard on, you know. And then, and then the seventy-third over and the seventy-seventh over. There's only five balls actually in that passage of play where Archer Bolster, to Smith. The rest of them are, are taken Cummins. bravely by Pat Cummins. I should add that it's getting lost in the conversation. I think Cummins faced eighty deliveries. Yeah. The bulk of those from I'm Archer. I'm Brilliant leadership from Cummins again. But the five that Smith did face. He hooked four of them. Well, sorry, he hooked three of them. He nearly got it short leg from one. It fell just in front of Best uh, a butler off the glove. Mm. A- and in the fifth well, like, one... Which
1: he actually controlled, like he played it down. There was, yeah. still, there was still a level of control in that.
0: Yeah, but but it did come up the point. It's got off the glove, right? So yep. so Archery got it up there again. And in the fifth one's the one that we're, we're going to talk about. Actually, was the one ball that... Smith didn't try and hook. So yeah, it, yeah. it felt a bit like Durham Charlotte to me. I remember a couple of years ago in Durham Charlotte Smith knew that he had a limited amount of time to bat. He was so mentally exhausted he could only kind of concentrate for a specific period of time. It felt that after the arm injury he's like right, I want to get on that honors board which mm. means scoring about 40 odd runs in about you know, yeah. in a limited amount of balls, and he had to go at Archer.
1: It also felt to me like he was saying, "I have to take Archer on here because I'm set. I'm seeing it well, and yep. um, and he's going to keep doing this. And there's got to be, you know, I've got to be prepared to take it on. Mm. So the way that he started hooking, and and it wasn't uncontrolled hooking; it was very controlled. You know, into the oh. gaps, hitting boundaries, and except for the top edge, the, how about, there was the top edge. How, how to about the one he played?
0: Yet? Sorry to jump in, but how about the one he played the ball before he got out? So to set up the field there are two out for the hook shot and they've put a man in around the corner 25 yards from the bat. So pretty much exactly where if you're hooking... Sort of. but further back yeah. knowing that like that's where you're going to get caught if you nail it yeah and Smith being Smith he got it like one meter over the head of that guy yeah. Yeah. by the two boundary riders I, I mean it was a scarcely believable shot at a ball that was 95 miles an hour
1: yeah and it was one of those pull shots where he lifts he keeps the uh, the face of the bat angled towards the sky and lifts it over that man deliberately yeah just Incredible. just punk pong, ponks it over like not trying to put it over the rope just over the man that'll do just fine and it really what it reminded me of which I'm mentioning the piece I'm writing mm. is Stan McCabe saying, Well, yeah. we've got yeah. you've got Larwood bowling short at me, just gonna hook him, just gonna keep hooking him. And so that's what Steve Smith is doing. But he was the archer has got him rattled because he's been hit by the one in the arm and it's hurt. And he is thinking about that, he's thinking about the ones at the body. And, and so that it's like the first time anyone's cracked, you know. I think Chris Woke said, You know, we finally got into his bubble, and they had They're just a little tendril had got in there. And so the ball that hits him in the neck is not. That short Like he almost ducks into it It's probably shoulder high And it's just outside off, but he's already moving across, so he's moving across and then realises he can't get out of the way of it, it's not angling in at him, it's going just across him almost and he can't get out of the way of it in time and he looks to duck, but it's already, it keeps lower than he thinks it's going to so it almost would have been better standing up and sort of taking it on the shoulder, but instead he's ducked into it and he's hit on the side of the neck, this this horrible blow and he, he went down face first and then after a second you know, removed his helmet, but there was yeah. that, that half second of watching him fall, I was out in the crowd watching this happen and it was awful and and the whole place went silent the whole all of lords just went Dead quiet for for a good minute or so while yeah, it was the, being the, attempted.
0: To. There's, there's two things about the crowd when it came to that spell before the before the reception and so on. It was that uh, Michael Vaughan made the point with me is that it, w- it was bar clearing. Like he could hear people in the nursery saying, "No, no, got to get inside. You've got to witness this type thing." So it had yeah, that. The that Archie vibe to it. Yeah, the way was ball, Yeah,
1: who bowled eight overs in the first session and then was in the middle of an eight over spell in the second.
0: Yeah, the resilience to think that people thought he might not be a red bull bowler remarkable. Uh, then the um, so there's the, there's the the bar clearing element to it. So everyone's in the crowd Then you say the silence Couldn't agree more It was palpable wasn't it We, we knew he was okay Because he was walking around By that point and, and, and so on But then He's forced to leave the field Because they wanted to do The formal concussion test So that's you know the, the the correct procedure was followed. Hilariously though, of course, I mean you can laugh at it now. Smith didn't want to go. Like he's
1: like, no, 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 no. no I'm right. I'm good. To no, go. I'm good. Good, good to go, t- no, arm. No, good go. And then he was me. getting really cranky at being taken off. The doctor was like, "I would like you to come off and do a concussion test." Yeah. And he really looked like a kid who was being dragged out of the sandpit. He was sort of swaying and muttering. He's like, "I'm fine. I'm fine. Oh, no. I'm fine. No. Fine." In, oh, five more minutes, five, five more minutes. minutes. Yeah, like, can I, can, I, well, can I come back later? And they're like, maybe you can come back later. And he's like, all right. So so, I, so that was the point when I came off the live coverage
0: and I went downstairs. So I went and sat in my sort of favourite spot at Lords to take photos from just next to the side screen in the front row there. So I'm like, right, I'm ready for basically watching Smith bat again. And I didn't know he would. I just thought just on the off chance that he's right. We get a text through from the media manager saying Smith will come in at the fall of the next wicket. By that stage,
1: Archer's out of the attack. They've yeah. taken the second
0: new ball. It's woke some broad bowling.
1: And out walks Stephen Smith. And And can we just very quickly say, good on Peter Siddle for batting for 40 minutes to give Smith time to go off, get tested, recover, and then come back in.
0: There are so many parts of this story. I'm glad you mentioned Peter Siddle. I mentioned Cummins before. There are so many players that contribute to this being a brilliant story. But, yeah, you're right. Siddle is one of them. Smith walks out through the the gate. And, and yeah, we'll address this point now. Yes, there was some booing. I was watching them. I was taking photos of these people. There were people, individuals booing. No question, yeah. but was it a um, was it a was it a situation where huge chunks of the crowd were? No, that that's not accurate to say. There they there were. There were people scattered around by this stage, well oiled up. Yeah. You know, I felt as though the same people who were screaming out "Come on, Joffrey!" in other words, they don't even know what Joffrey Joffrey Archer's name is, were those who were booing. So you know, not our games people. The people who get cricket, who are here for the right reasons, who understand the sport. They weren't booing. They were recognising yeah. Smith for the contribution that he'd made, both when he came off the field, then back on again, yeah. and then eventually when he was finally dismissed. It was I,
1: a, I reckon it was about 40 people out of 28,000.
0: Well, look, know? and even if it was 400, like my point being is that it, it, there's always going to be people, and the reason why the boo is used is because the boo projects. It's loud. So, uh, you know, a small segment of people booing does make a comparatively loud noise. That's why we boo. Well, that's why you know that that's that's kind of the whole point, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, so Smith walks back out to continue this innings. The second is, ball he is faces, there's no other really annoying penetrate. Couldn't we just go? Eh. Eh. Yeah, just
1: about,
0: yeah. <laughs> maybe that can be our contribution. Definitely
1: start doing that to the discourse. That won't be annoying. Uh,
0: so Chris Wake's first ball defense. Next ball, I mean, again, this kind of furthers my theory that he knew he was on you know borrowed time. He, he hoicks over mid wicket, and I'm just hosing myself laughing at this point, like thinking this guy's just ridiculous. He, you know. He held the pose after striking the ball, I'm like "come on, man!" And it was you that, can't
1: do that. It was that hideous <laughs> leg side shot that he plays. It's like hideously effective, where he splays his front yeah, leg yeah, so yeah. wide that it looks like he's trying to, I don't know, like mount it, like get over a style or something. And then, and then he smears through the line of it towards uh, mid on, and he ends up with the bat so far above his head to the leg side that it looks he's like a rubber man trying to sort of you know snap the ball into orbit. Our, our photographer colleague Phil Brown got a wonderful shot of him in this mid splay. You know. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a he's like a raw chicken that's just been like laid open to be marinated. He's just splayed wide open and then the ball is in the top left corner of the frame, just oh, nice. exiting the frame on its way into space.
0: Um, well, well. Speaking of, what like, a shot I, in I, I, speaking of photography, the next ball I had my lens on him down beneath us on the shot through extra cover, which, of the you know, it, it, I always go on about how it's the most underrated shot in cricket with the with the straight bat balls at defeat, feet, trying to get the ball down. It was a stunning shot, mm. a stunning shot, racing away to the boundary. Consecutive balls, I managed to get a photo with him staring straight down at the ball when it was about one meter from his bat, and you could see it was going straight into the turf. And the England slipfielders are like dismayed. You can see yeah. it in their eyes How broken they are Thinking that And I think in, in the press conference JL said didn't he that, uh, that, that the reason partly Why Smith went back out again Was he wanted to get back On the honours board yeah. again And he's on 88 Not out and We're thinking Well he, he's going to get On the honours board Not the way he would have Not the
1: route he would have expected An hour and a half before But no. in any case Yeah and, and so he's He's playing these shots And, and the Knicks Wokes in the next over For four as well Goes to 92 And I It was amazing to see him come back And I've A lot of Respect for his bravery But he also He just didn't look right To me He yeah. looked he looked Like that shot over the onside Isn't a shot Steve Smith would play no. on In the 80s It's a shot he'd play In the 130s <clears throat> And I just thought he. It looked like he was Rattled to the point Where he wasn't Really making Like I wonder how much Of that second bit Of the innings He's going to remember You know I, I just feel like Even if he's not Strictly concussed Obviously I'm not a doctor But you get shaken up So much from being hit Like that I, I don't know If he could have been making good decisions. And and aside, I was saying to to our colleague... Fish, um, I I think he's getting out in the next three balls and then he was gone the next ball. He left one that came back into him from works, hitting his pad halfway up middle stump. You know, when in his entire life would Steve Smith have left a ball that was hitting his stumps? Yeah. Not a chance. Yeah, well, and, he and, wasn't, and, right? And, and, and then he reviewed it and then he walked off before. He reviewed it as yeah, he was leaving. He felt obligated to review, yeah. I think. He knew he had to review for the sake sure, of it. You know, sure, because they were uh, uh, down and two reviews. There's probably,
0: a, probably all of this is kind of true. Like I kind of agree, or accurate rather, not true. In the, like, yeah, you probably... He probably wasn't right And by the same token The testing they do for concussion As we learnt later yeah. Is a standardised test So they, they go through the process Before yep. the season starts Smith had, Do a baseline Yeah do a baseline And he passed it So I mean he does. Technically speaking He was fine to come back And Langer said That he checked with him Many times And he satisfied His yeah. want For him to be okay So like, I just don't I, think it, It's, it's mani- probably like it, A
1: combination of things Going on there It's it, hard to know for sure It doesn't always manifest so quickly though you know like how yeah. often do they have a, a player have delayed onset symptoms or whatever and two days later they say oh I'm feeling the effects of a concussion
0: that's you true know, we just, saw Chris Rogers in the Caribbean have that a couple of years yeah, ago yeah and it just yeah. makes
1: me think if someone's just been hit in the head by a guy bowling at, at 152 miles kilometers an hour I would just say you have a concussion like it doesn't matter what your test says There's like, how can you not have a concussion yeah. Well,
0: and if he does have a concussion he'll be monitored over the next yeah. few days they do a secondary test when he wakes up they tomorrow they do one over the next few days but um, he, he probably yeah. won't play the next test and, he, and I mean
1: he won't he, 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 well he, he, his arm might be balked as well yeah
0: it would be unlikely he could bat tomorrow in that scenario so that's a bit of a watch this space we'd be speculating on that but if it is the case that there is some later onset effects so the innings did end and, and subsequently Australia's innings ended on 250 and I mean I know we're talking a lot about this Interaction, But how can you not Australia do go out After the tea break uh, And bowl And bowl Quite nicely to begin Pat Cummins Two wickets in two balls I must admit I wasn't watching too carefully I was still I'm, I was kind of shaking, to yeah. be honest with you. Uh, I was still kind of talking to people and trying to get a sense of what had happened and oh, yeah. thinking about what I was going to write. And then Cummins takes two in two balls. I'm like, oh, no, he's on a hat trick. I've never seen a hat trick sprinting downstairs to watch it I'm, nice and close. i
1: not shaking all day. like yeah. it, it's Literally until we started recording, we're in one of the radio boxes at Lords, and until we hit go and started talking about it, my hand was still shaking a little bit. Yeah. And this is like four hours later. It was really... like it Because it was really upsetting. And then it was but it was also so thrilling to watch and to see these two incredibly skilled, like, you know, just two players at the top of their game going Mm. head to head. It's, It's one of the great duels. It's, you know, it's the kind of thing you'll see... Replayed again and again into the future. And, I hope
0: and so. Like I hope that we can respect it for the cricket that it is, rather than just focusing on the head injury. Which mm. you know, like I hope that we can see the skill that both needed, and the, and the courage in Smith's part, and the, yeah. just like the the relentlessness and professionalism on Archer's part as well. You see, bowlers sometimes lose their bundle in these situations, and he didn't. He stuck to his task yeah. as well. But
1: and we should quickly reference that you know there were all kinds of people trying to get angry about like like we said the handful of people booing and about Archer not apparently he should have gone to check on. Smith after he got hit. Smith already had five people standing around him at that point. And, oh, a number of things. And to, Archer stayed out of the way. Well, there's so a number of things to note not.
0: here. So first, okay, like let's do this. Let's, let's do it once and do it right. Archer did walk towards Smith and then there was a gazillion people around him and then he, you know, basically stopped in his tracks and was walked back by one of his teammates. Camera, can't remember which one it was now. But there was a teammate that grabbed him and, and walked Butler. him back to the And then Butler got to the end of the mark. So Butler was the, the first Responder for want of a better word At short leg He was immediately down with Stephen Smith That's Joss Butler I mean mm-hmm. Then Butler Minutes later Several minutes later When Smith is on his feet Being assessed by the medical staff When the You know The, the sort of Worst case scenario stuff Has well and truly been dealt with He's back at the top of the mark With Joffrey Archer Talking to him And then there's a, a Screenshot of the two of them Smiling As if it's like Validation that the two of them Weren't being respectful To the The circumstances That, that Smith had you know, found himself in courtesy of Archer's delivery. Like, settle down, settle down. Like Daniel Norcross made a great point on a video, doing all with him before. This is the worst side of the Ashes. This is the bit when we try and prove to each other that the other group of supporters are cannibals, and it's nonsense. Like, yeah. what happened was that was was as we saw it, and the clickbait and the irresponsible tweeting that some people were partaking in uh, later on in the, in the evening in Australia and probably in England as well. I'm not saying it was exclusively Australian fans, but Yeah, I I just wish that didn't happen because that's an unnecessary uh, sort of conversation point and it's regrettable that we need to reference it tonight on what's otherwise been a very positive conversation. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's it's unnecessary um, given when you see just two of the best cricketers in the world being the best at what they do. Cummins as well, after the way that he batted, after the courage that he showed 80 deliveries for the 20 runs that he made and then coming out to bowl and he bowled like the wind, he got the leading edge from Jason Roy who had no control over the shot at all, popped up, Cummins took a great catch running back, like turning around in his follow-through and getting back towards mid-on to dive and take the yep. catch. Exceptional. And then he gets Joe Root first ball. Joe Root's never made a golden duck. Pat Cummins got I him. I didn't know that. Um, seemed, seemed away, uh, like uh, Joe Root thought it was coming in. It's it's seemed away from him with the slope. Taken the edge through um, And he's gone And then He's such a good Third
0: innings bowl Third and fourth innings bowler. Uh, you want comers don't you he, Any v- sort of Variable bounce That batsman might think He's coming Something about the length That he bowls It's a fraction shorter mm-hmm. Than most of his colleagues He seems to extract This indecision Which creates Errors And And, and- I don't know what his figures are in third and fourth innings of test matches, but I'm tipping he averages in in the teens, not the 20s. And
1: then uh, Peter Siddle, God bless him, he's already had one catch dropped in the innings by Warner. Warner puts down Denley low at slip, so that's the third catch he's had dropped for the match. Uh, Comes back, he says, well I'll do it myself. Gets Denley caught and bowled (laughs) um, with one smash back at him, which he took quite neatly and then got Rory Rory Burns, the left hander, with an absolute beauty. It Mm. took off, it climbed and, and it took the shoulder of the bat where Burns was expecting it halfway up and uh, through behind the wicket to Payne so two for, for each of those uh, bowlers, Cummins two for 16 Siddle two for 19. One thing to watch for our final word uh, uh, listeners
0: uh, in Australia who love Peter Siddle and has a lot of them, um, his bowling average is down to 30.27 at time of, uh, live average I mean that is I wonder whether Pete can finish with a career average of 20 something not 30 something, I yeah. mean the, the, the distinct probability is is that this is his last tour so he needs to take a lot of wickets across these, you know mm. maybe he plays what, one or two more tests after this based on the... Yeah, but
1: one innings can change it a lot.
0: No, it can. It absolutely can. So just, just something to keep an eye on. Maybe tomorrow he might dip under 30 his tonight. We'll take... Probably quite a bit Given how many mm-hmm. test matches He's played He's in his 66 tests This Re- week remember,
1: still- remember Graham Swan Going into his last test At Perth With I think about 29.5 And then he was In grave danger Of tipping over 30 um, When Shane Watson Took him apart In the second innings Watto took about 27 Off and over I think And I <laughs> think Swan And Swan That was his last over He pulled himself Out of the attack And retired Basically walked off the field And left cricket that day And I think he ended up At 29.96 It's 29.98 top. Yeah So he
0: got yeah. in Just underneath the, the 30 mark Which you know Traditionally so, if he bowled
1: one more over...
0: <laughs> it's possible he it, it it would have, have <laughs> tipped over. So so Siddle, uh, you know, bowling beautifully. Just one other point before we close. I know we've gone long tonight, but we'll we give ourselves... We had to go long. I, we'll give I ourselves that even, indulgence.
1: I didn't even mention that We had to go um, long because how could we not?
0: Uh, Stokes and Butler look pretty good. Mm. Stokes and Butler in the last hour. I mean, I know yeah, they're, they're, they're Stokes is 16 and Butler's 10. I, 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 all I would just say is
1: Stokes that... Stokes could have been out twice. He edged one that Warner dropped at first week And he should have edged another one. That oh, There was the one he left that missed the off stump by millimeter. Yeah, that, that, a that, look,
0: I'm not saying that they're, they're looking like well beaters, but I think they looked just steady enough and they have got the ability to put the foot down. I just would add that tomorrow all four results are still on the table and to think true. that... To think we would have said that um, (laughs) when when the rain was looking like it was going to destroy the entire Test match. The fact that we could conceivably see either side win tomorrow and of course the draw would still be the most likely scenario and who knows even a tie yeah. um, I think that's great uh, and, and if you know we should be so lucky to have a day uh, the likes of which we had today and or, you know uh, moments like we did today and if we do
1: and we have a classic finish to the test match I think it'd be fitting I'll tell you what we could have Adam England lead by 104 if they even get to 160 I reckon they could be well in the game here and more so if Australia don't if, if Steve Smith doesn't come up that's if, what I mean if he, he can't bat. he's got a very sore arm they could be the substitute manas could come in as, as be uh, the concussion substitute yeah he well they, that's an interesting
0: point because if, if his arms cooked yeah. and he's not formally can concuss- i mean this is stuff well beyond our pay yeah. grade but
1: I, I, a doctor yeah. has to say that he's concussed. Yeah.
0: yeah. But he's already said he's not. So he has Hi, to Dr be, Nick. He
1: has to be concussed <laughs> by tomorrow morning. Oh,
0: get old doctor, how long? How yeah. long do you need off work? <laughs> get him yeah. out there.
1: Right. So he needs to become concussed by tomorrow <clears throat> in order to have a sub, or if his arm is balked and he's not concussed, then he can't bat. So either way, you know, Australia batting last without Smith on this deck. If they're chasing any more than 150, it could be, uh, could be very dicey indeed. Jeff, while
0: I uh, pad for time for a second, why don't you grab something you can tell us about our great I, friends I, I, at CBUS. You're already organised. It's already, in my, already, organized. It's already in
1: my head. I already know these things, Adam. Uh, the podcast, of course, is brought to you by CBUS. They are an industry fund run only to benefit members, not shareholders. Members, hooray. Shareholders, boo. Uh, to find out if CBUS is right for you, go to cbussuper.com.au and download a PDS, which I think is a product disclosure statement. I that don't know if we've right ever it. said that. No, not not a PDF. It will probably be a PDF of the PDS. <laughs> and also remember <laughs> that past performance is not a reliable indicator of future performance. For instance, Jofra Archer had never bowled in a test match and now he has and he's really good. Yeah, it's going to be pretty funny when he ends up with like 700 test wickets. <laughs> <laughs> At Ooh, an average of 14. He's pretty good. That was pretty good as well uh, actually, Steve Smith's average is up above 63 Adam
0: 63 and a half I think it might have uh, eclipsed today as well So just We've got to find a new number to be interested in As we said it yesterday on the show Is it 70? Do we want to see him to be the first cricketer Beyond Bradman
1: to finish with an average in the 70s Would that satisfy us? Maybe I mean maybe I Would that know. be enough? Is oh, it ever enough? It's never enough until your heart stops beating mm. Never enough. All right, let's wrap it up. We've gone for about 83 minutes for a 15-minute podcast. I'm running late for dinner. This has been The Final Word, Ashes Daily, Lords, Day for uh, Jeff Lemon and Adam Collins. If you like the work we do, you can go to finalwordcricket.com and click the patron link and throw us a buck. And uh, if you don't like the work we do, you can send us an abusive message on Twitter with all of the <laughs> other people today. <laughs> Thanks for being part of the show. We will see you for the grandstand finish on day five from Lords tomorrow. Bye.
0: Bye. Hundreds of thousands of us are building a future we can all be proud of. For over 34 years, the growth CBUS MySuper option has returned an average of 9.29% per annum for its members while investing in projects that not only create jobs, but something better. CBUS. For all of us. To consider if CBUS is right for you, go to cbussuper.com.au for a PDS. Past performance is not a reliable indicator of future performance.